Hello everyone, I hope you're having a wonderful morning, wishing everyone good health and a very happy upcoming Purim, lots of simcha, lots of joy. On the note of joy, that is the theme of the month of Adar, increasing in joy every day. So we're going to learn a chapter of Tanya that perhaps is really a chapter that most focuses on the idea of bringing joy to our lives. And it focuses on two different meditations of how to bring joy to someone. After the Alter Rebbe had discussed about how someone could think about their sh- should meditate about shortcomings when they're and that the animal told them they're coming back and knock it down to ego deflating meditations. And then we discussed how at the same time they could still be happy, focus on the soul. And when you focus on the soul, a meditation that will bring about this joy into our lives. If you think about, you have to start, you have real joy by thinking about when you feel sometimes that you need to purify yourself um, with gladness of the heart, you think about, number one is the unity of God. We always say, Hashem Elokeinu, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, Hero Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. So we say that there's one God, but we know that it's not just that there's one God, but God is one, but that there's nothing but God. That's what the Torah tells us, especially in Hasidic teachings. We learn about that. There's nothing but Hashem. What does that mean? Meditate about that. What? Think about it. There's different levels of energy that God creates the world through and, and vitalizes the world with. There's one level how God gives each living creature its level based on it. The animals, humans, growing kingdom, uh, plants, uh, the mineral world, everything gets its level of godliness. And that's the level that's tailor-made for each creation. So that's the lower level of God's creating the world. Then there's another level that, that God encompasses the entire world equally. Everything is alive, whether it's the mineral world, growing things, human, animal, human, it's a certain level that everything is equally being given life to exist. And then there's a higher higher level than even that, and that is that there's not that everything is in comparison as if it doesn't exist and really doesn't exist in God's eyes. That's the higher level, highest level. And essentially what we're saying is that God is above and God is below exactly before he was the only being before the world was created is exactly the way God is after the world is created. There's no difference. In other words, the creation of the worlds don't change his unity in any way. How could you explain that? So you have to understand it starts off, as the Alter Rebbe explained in chapter 20, 21, the concept that we say that God, in the Torah it says that God created the world using speech. So the Alter Rebbe gives an analogy of speech. God said, let there be light. God said, let there be man. Using speech, representing energy of God. So I'll give an example of speech. Um, Let's, where does the speech come from? Usually when I say something to someone, I'm conveying either some something intellectual idea or emotion. You could say words of love to someone else. You're, so your speech is conveying a feeling or is it con- it's con- conveying an idea. Those are the two things. Now, where did your words come from? It started off in your thought. One, one person tries to think, how am I going to express my love to that person? starts off, and in your mind, 
person either thinks in French, Spanish, English, when you're trying to convey that idea already, at that point, there's letters in, in your thought. But there's a deeper level, when you have that feeling of love for that person, in the level of the heart, before you start thinking about how to say it, there is no language, there's no letters. Whether it's a, someone speaking French or English, the feeling of love is beyond the letters. And the, and the same idea with the, with the concept of intellect. When you're understanding something, the concept of understanding it is before letters are, are actually come into being. The letters are maybe they are there, but they're completely non-existent in the in the heart, in the feeling, and in the intellect. Only when you start trying to think how to convey that intellect to someone, which words am I going to use to express my love, that's where the letters come to be. So why are we saying that? Because the letters, as they are in the feeling, the pure feeling, or in the the understanding, they're like a completely nullified and non-existent. Only when you start thinking and start thinking how to say it, that convey it, that's where the letters become a revealed level. And so too with God. Basically, the creation of the world are through letters. But they are, as it, the way they are, they're similar to after God said the words, even after he says the words, let there be light. Those letters are still consumed within God and unified within God, like the letters of speech the way and thought, the way they are in the pure feeling of the heart and the intellect of the mind. In other words, the world, even after creation, is completely nullified to God as if it was before he created it. So in other words, even after God said, let there be light, the unity and the nullification of the world is the way our words are not are within our feelings and within our intellect. Or to give another example, um, it would be the sun, the ray of the sun. We only see it when it comes out of the sun, but the way it is in the sun globe itself, it's completely nullified. Or another example would be lighting a candle in the daylight the, light, the whole idea of a candle is to bring light, but the light is completely nullified because the whole idea of, of uh, when you, if you turn the lights off, you'd see the, 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 what, it, what it accomplishes. But in the middle of the afternoon, the sun, bright sun, you don't see what it accomplishes. So what we're saying is that the world itself is nullified to God and non-existent, like the ray of the sun within the globe of the sun itself. So when you meditate about this, that the world is non-existent and you deeply understand it as if you, you really perceive it and deeply think about this you'll become very happy you'll be why? because when you have faith that you, that God that there's nothing but God but yet God is with me you'll have a tremendous amount of joy because you'll feel closeness to God which is and ultimately this is what all of man is all about why are we created? And the whole of the worlds are created to make a dwelling place. All the heaven, the higher worlds, and the lower worlds are only created to make a dwelling place for God. And when we meditate about God's unity, He be, He becomes one with us. And when we follow His commandments, when we so what in our mind is one idea that God, there's nothing but Him, is with me and living with me. Think about the feeling, the joy of a simple person, a low-down person, when a king of flesh and blood decides to come and live with that person. The person will be unbelievably happy. How much more so when we have the king of all kings, Hashem, God, blessed be He, who decides that I want to be close to you, and you and you and you, every one of us. And that meditation of God's oneness and God still being with me, simple person, 
will bring me such joy that nothing in the world can stop that joy. And it's all in, when I think in my mind that there will be nothing that can get in the way of, of my service of God because I'm making, my whole purpose is to make a dwelling place for God in this world. And that's happening when I'm meditating about God's oneness and therefore I'll fulfill all the commandments and I won't feel any dichotomy and any challenges of different things. So it's only one idea, God's unity in my life. This will be revealed, of course, very soon with the coming of Mashiach and now. Amen.